Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, October 10, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page 158 and we're reading that first paragraph. It begins with, next day found the prospect more receptive ending with trying to fight this booze racket alone. Today's readers and Team Thursday, we have Ashley F., Maria H., Nancy C., Ramona A., Karen W., and Barb W. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, October 9th, 2023, are the following. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 20,726. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,727. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive. Excuse me, let me start over. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's death tradition states each group has but one primary purpose. It's to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ashley F. to read the 12 steps. Go right ahead, Ashley. Good morning, Ashley F. from Kentucky. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thanks so much, Ashley F. Now I will ask Ramona A. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Ramona. Thank you. Good morning. This is Ramona A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in in Vermont. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. My pass. Thank you so much for filling in today, Ramona A. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirements for moderators is is one year, for readers is six months, and there is no absence requirement if you'd like to share on the topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, press star one to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then you're gonna press star one to mute your phone again. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter of vision for you in the big book. We're on page 150, we're reading that first paragraph. The next day is where it starts. I will now ask Maria H. to begin reading. Go ahead, Maria. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. It's Maria, recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. The next day, next day found the prospect more receptive. 
He had been thinking it over. Maybe you're right, he said. God ought to be able to do anything. Then he added, we sure didn't do, he sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. So um, I, this is such a short paragraph, but yet, um, you know, I've, I've highlighted three things that uh, I, I, were meaningful to me. Um, so our, our prospect was more receptive. And I'm thinking about when was I more receptive? Definitely more receptive after a binge. Uh, after weighing myself and not seeing the scale move as I thought it should, uh, after admitting that I'd gone to battle again with the disease um, and lost again, uh, because I've tried to use my willpower and failed again. Um, and then towards the bottom or the end of the paragraph, fighting this booze racket alone. You know, I always tried to go at this with on on my own, whether it was through dieting or exercise or laxatives. Um, I wasn't much for starving or anything um, that was restrictive like that, but um, even the pay and ways, you know, it may have looked like I was with a group of people, but in reality, I was still doing it on my own. Uh, um, I had proven over and over to myself that um, I couldn't do this on my own. How many times had I, you know, made this attempt and then it failed? And, you know, even in a way, um, for many doing it, you know, even though it may have looked like I was, you know, maybe not doing it alone, um, I think at at the end of the day, I really kind of was, and I didn't realize that. Uh, And I identify with this this gentleman um, because it sounds like he doesn't have a whole lot of faith um, that God is going to be able to to take care of him. Um, And I I identify with that. I was, you know, um, involved in a a religion for a while, a a good while, uh, but I never really turned my problem, especially my overeating problem, over to my, over to that God power. Um, And today, you know, I think the most important thing for me today is that I know that I don't do this alone. Um, And for me, it's God with skin on, whether it's a, a meeting, a sponsor, a fellow that I call. Um, you know, I really have to put down that self-will and pick up, um, you know, the God with skin on and hear what that God has to say to me. So looking forward to the shares this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Maria H., for getting us off to a great start. We do value everyone's experience. So we ask that you, if you're on the line today, um, but you limit your share to every third day so that others can share their experience too. So if you will give me your first name, first initial of your last name, uh, and you would like to share on what was read, go right ahead. Tina S. S. Tina S. Linda D. Kelly S. Linda D. Kelly S. Leah Leah and then who else was that? I'm sorry. Nancy C. Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Reva P. And then Reva. We'll stop there. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. This is who I have in the lineup today. Tina, Linda, Kelly, Leah, Nancy, and Reva. All right. We'll take three-minute shares. Go right ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Jen, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. 
And thanks for the lead chair. That was great, you know. Ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, one of the things that, you know, that I, I, I come to believe, because it says next day found the, the prospect more respect, receptive. Well, yeah, you know, by the time I've run out of all my ideas, you know, I was willing to hear what anybody had to share, you know. But, and by the time I got here the last time, you know, it, it didn't matter who it was. Um, as long as it was something other than me. And that's what I was told. You know, it doesn't, and just a power greater than yourself, Tina. Just get out of the way, you know, because I could really relate to, to he sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight the, this booze racket alone, for sure. You know, and that, and, and it ditto, and that still happens today when I try to th- do this thing alone, alone. It doesn't turn out very well, you know, and, and from the experience of the people that have come before me, it was such a great gift, you know, because they told me that I really didn't have to, to believe in a God, you know, until, you know, I started working these steps. You know, it says came to believe in step two, but by the time I get to step 11, you know, I really want this relationship with this power greater than myself because, you know, I'm done doing this thing on my own. I'm done being in the pits, being in despair, you know, um, being desperate, you know, and I think that's where he was. He was desperate. So it was time to do something different. And, and, and I was always told that, Tina, just do something different. doesn't matter what it is, just something different than what you've always done. You know, and today I, I'm so grateful, so grateful one day at a time because I have to continue to do this thing daily. You know, it's not a one and done. It's not a 12 and done. <laughs> it's over and over. You know, and this is the way that I live my life today by practicing these principles in all my affairs. And that means working the steps daily, you know, and sharing this thing with other people. I have a sponsor, and I say this because it keeps me grounded. You know, I have a sponsor who has a sponsor. I sponsor people who sponsor people. And that's just the way it, it's, I get connected with the power greater than myself. And like it was already shared, you know, uh, God, people with skin on. I'm, I'm sorry, God with skin on. Or the, the fellowship in, in, the, in the rooms that really keep me accountable and keep me on track. And so with that, I'll pass. Really looking forward to hearing what else everybody has to share. So thanks again. Thank you. Tina S. from the state of Florida. Up next, we're going to have Linda D. followed by Kelly S. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Jen. Hi, everybody. My name is Linda D. and I'm from Connecticut, Central Connecticut. And I'm very, very grateful to be here at this wonderful meeting and to be recovered for this moment in time. Um. The word that jumps out at me is alone. What am I going to do right now, right this instant? What am I going to do with my about my recovery in the middle of the night or very early in the morning? I was up very early this morning. It was time to weigh in my anniversary date. I was really scared. And um, I had to pray for guidance. It got me into the kitchen where the scale, I had put that out, the scale to weigh myself. I had to strip down and it's very, very cold. And uh, hold on to the cabinet because I'm not that strong yet. I'm relearning how to walk and weigh myself. And I looked down and I saw I'd lost more weight, and I was so thrilled, so relieved. Well, wouldn't I 
am I not used to that by now? Uh-uh. Every pound that I lose is a gift. I've made plenty of mistakes with food in recovery because I didn't know how to take medicine. I hadn't had to take any painkillers, which I've had to take now, and so forth. I had all kinds of reasons. And as I said to somebody that I was hoping to help yesterday or the day before, um, there's room for mistakes as long as I don't continue them and learn from them. What is it that I'm missing? So I'm never alone, and I'm in there, and I'm asking God. It's just me and God and food. I'm in a kitchen. Oh, and I'm fine. I'm fine because God is really, really, really real, and I didn't know that. And this program, these steps, this book, you all have made it possible for me to know that God is really, really real. I was an atheist. I mean, I was way, way out of out of the ballpark, just lost. But at least I admitted I was lost. And I'm lost every single day. I have an agenda in my head. No. I have to do. I want to do. I want to surrender to love. That's what's happening. I'm surrendering surrendering to the loving power that runs this entire universe. And I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful to you for teaching me how to do that every day. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Linda D. (laughs) Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Linda D. from Connecticut. Up next, we have Kelly S. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for your service, Jen. This is Kelly S. with an EY, Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I think we always say that, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, the next day found the prospect more receptive. Maybe it wasn't the next day, right, for me. My sponsor reminds me all the time, you know, the disease is a great persuader, and I get beaten down by my own attempts because I have been trying to go it alone in these rooms. And you guys know I've been here for 40 years. So most of my experience has been trying to work these steps and uh, do this program alone because you know what? I got this. I'm okay. I've got this, right? And so, you know, right here, this paragraph is a lot of hope. Maybe you guys are right. God ought to. Another uh, person I love in these rooms always says, do I think Okay, I don't know if God will do it for me. I don't know. I don't know, right? But do I think he could if he wanted to? Well, yeah, because you know why? I hear you guys. I hear your stories. I hear your experiences that were just like mine. I see like it talked about in the paragraph, you know, where earlier he, um, you guys spoke of your spiritual experiences. I hear it in your voices. I was, I was seeing it in your eyes in the meetings, right? And then I had to hear the course of action, but I wasn't willing to do all that. I mean, oh, my God, that's a lot, right? for the disease of the great persuader. And I got to that place where maybe I ran out of options and maybe, I mean, God could, but I don't know if he would do it for me, but guess what? The disease persuades me to finally do the course of action they're talking about. And I had been trying to do it alone. You know, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes we all talk about a fellowship, you know, fellowship of group support or whatever this is. 
But it's like we need each other. There's a reason these steps are written in we, and they have not changed. The first 164 pages haven't changed in the four publications for a reason, and part of that is the way the steps are written. So for some reason, you know, I need God, I need you guys, I need all of this, and it's, it's all of us working together. It's a sponsor lighting the path for me, right? It's my fellowship, it's my, my group around me, then it's me sponsoring other people, you know? So for whatever reason, whether it makes sense or not, my disease doesn't make sense, none of this makes sense, but you know, disease persuaded me, I took the hand of my sponsor, I became, have a true fellowship, a group of people around me. I started working these steps, right? I got this connection with God. I reached back and took somebody else's hand. I continue to do that. For whatever reason, whether it makes sense or not, I don't got this. I need the we. I need the we. And today I'm so grateful that I am more receptive, right? I was willing. I was desperate. and I was willing to do that course of action. And I don't have to be alone anymore. With that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks so much, Kelly, with an E-Y-S, Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right, up next we have Leah, followed by Nancy C. Good morning, Leah. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered in Brooklyn, New York. You know, um, there's a, a, a word that's sticking out over here for me, thinking, thinking. I have free thought you know whether i'm thinking if i want to if i want to eat today or when i'm thinking about what's going on in the world today or whether i'm just going to go into oblivion today or i'm going to be aware today and maybe maybe is open minded maybe tells me i got to be open minded i'm not running the world i'm not running myself oh my god I need to focus, focus on my food, that, um, and I need to give it all that I've got. If it's so hard just to be abstinent, I need to stay on that and give it everything I've got. And that's what it means, giving it over to God. And let him do the rest, because it's impossible to fight these uh, impulsions that I used to have over what, whatever uh, food uh, or, or, or nosh that, that was calling out to me. And you know what? Feel better when you reach out to God, when you start to um, understand and you start to be aware. You start to um, actually understand there's nothing I can do except pray and um, or whatever it is that you can do, you know. But one thing is for sure, my food is going to make me more aware and it's going to make me more alive. And I'm going to do whatever I can in the positive side over here so that I can feel better and make others feel better. And that's that's where I see I'm at. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Leah S. from New York. Up next, we have Nancy C., followed by Reva P. Hey, Nancy. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, family. This is Nancy C., gratefully recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of the thinking and thinking of the alone um, and what it was like for me. You know, Bill... um, Dobson had had a couple of days where he had a chance to think. 
And it says in the doctor's opinion that the food has got to be down so that we can um, that we can um, be receptive, that we can start hearing God that's been so blocked off. And so he was thinking, he had been thinking, there are changes already occurred, just like in me. When I came on this line and heard people who were happy, joyous, and free, and they sang that they were recovered, just like um, Bill and Bob did for Bill Dobson, um, I was amazed. I was skeptical, but I was like, this can't happen to me. And then I started to thinking of all the alone times, how alone I was in my own head. I mean, I really wasn't alone. I had the four horsemen and I had, you know, do you eat, do you not eat, do you only eat this, do you try this, do you do it this way? I mean, my brain, my thinking was just really, I was never alone in my own, I was me, 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 me. But getting out of that just for a moment to say, is this God thing something? Look at what happens. I'm in a private room. These people talked like I felt, and I've never had that connection before. Oh, my God, there are other people that can connect with me. Let me just say, maybe there is a power greater than myself. Maybe I can get this sanity thing. So let me just put my hand in their hand. Just like in the doctor's opinion, it says, get the food down in it. The opening is so small, but it's got God all over it. Just resolve yourself to the fact that this can work for you. The evidence is there and just have an open mind and be willing to take the instruction. When I did that, my life changed dramatically, one day at a time, one step at a time. And it was because I put my hand in somebody who was there to take it from me. And today, like other people have said, the shares have been great. You know, you reach behind and you bring somebody else through and that's how it works. This fellowship, this love of God for fellows and wanting to genuinely help people to get that in your life, which I never had for so long is a miracle. Um, so if you're out there and you're still in the food, put it down and just ask somebody to help you how to keep it down and how to work this program because the results are absolutely astounding and amazing. And I'm glad that I did have the moment of, I had been, I had that moment of movement to turn from left to right and go to the hand of God rather than my hand in the food. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Absolutely. Perfect timing. Thanks, Nancy C. from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Up next, we'll have Reva P. And before you hop on, Reva, I just want to let everybody know who might have just joined us. We're in the big book on page 158, that first paragraph. We're sharing on that one paragraph only today. So I'll take another list of names after Reva shares, but go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. And what strikes me the most are the words maybe and ought to, which means it's probable. And, you know, this guy has all kinds of evidence. He's been in the hospital six times. He's tried and tried. He's had all kinds of treatments. And he ends up right back in the alcohol. And for me, this is describing the transition for me from step one to step two, because step one is I can't do this. I'm powerless. I'm doomed. Uh, whatever I do is not working. And you know, that applies to the food and it applies to 
ways of thinking and ways of behavior when I do inventory, um, like I just can't do this. I cannot will myself to do the things that I want to do that I know are right for me. Um, and then when I transition to step two, it's like, maybe I'm not doomed. Um, maybe God can. And just opening the crack of my mind, like opening it, that door and having that like they talk about that mustard seed, you know, I'm very good in my inventories at giving evidence to how awful things are going to be. And I can justify all my fears. <laughs> um, and I heard somebody say a long time ago, instead of telling um, God how big my problems are and the problems start becoming huge, start telling my problems how big God is. Like God is bigger power greater, right? So maybe, maybe this one too, whether it's the food, whether it's defects, whether it's, you know, something going on in my life or in the world, maybe God is in this and can do this. Um, and that's sort of connected to the fighting um, and the alone. When I'm doing things on self-will, I'm fighting. And the promise by the time I get to step 10 is I have ceased, stop. Like he had that moment of stopping to even ponder and consider the maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm not fighting anymore and I'm not alone um, because I access this power um, and I have, you know, the fellowship to support me um, and the steps to get me there. Um, but, you know, it's everything. Maybe I, I, my mind goes, I'm doomed. And then step two is maybe not. Um, and with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Reva P. All right. Well, we value everyone's experience. We're going to ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. I'll take you to the list of names on who would like to share on page 158, the first paragraph. This is Mary Kay. Larry. Karen Kay. Karen. Somebody was in there, but I didn't hear you. Sorry, would you mind saying that again? Yvonne A. Elise N. Elise Yvonne, N. I think. Elise. Okay. Anyone else? I heard something, but I, if you could say it again. Sorry, is it Judith? Yes, please. Okay, thank you. No, that's because Minnie started eating her food, so I just gave up and threw half of Minnie's in there. Somebody's, somebody's talking about food and they're unmuted. Minnie, Minnie's food, if you just want to mute star one. Anyone else? Well, many, many Sorry, I think we need to remute the lines again. We'll get started with this lineup. We have Larry, Karen, Yvonne, Elise, and Judith. Go right ahead, Larry. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate your service. I'm Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from uh, the Chicago area. And, you know, when I read this paragraph, I, I think a lot of times, you know, when we're first um, 
exposed to this. Uh, I know for me, when I first came into the rooms, I you know was trying to figure all this out. I saw sort of the spiritual side of things. Some people were talking about that. I also perceived the world or, you know, the, the, this, this idea of my problem was food and weight and all that stuff. So I, I sat through a diet mentality, but I, but I, I, I can relate to this, this gentleman and, um, you know, that we're reading about and, and, you know, on page four, I'm, I'm brought back to page 44. I'm reminded in We Agnostics, it says to be doomed an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always particularly easy alternatives to face. And why is that? And I, I know it wasn't for me either. I, I think um, because, you know, I come in here and I, and I, and I certainly had a belief in God. It was not a, it was not a personal relationship by any means. Um, and I, and I, I, I was I was skeptical at best. I was very hesitant because I, I didn't want to be made into a sucker. You know, like you know, it's one thing that I, I compartmentalized. My belief in God was, was bad and it was, you know, it was more distant and it was it was very distracted by worldly things and and I didn't know that what I was up against either. So I don't I didn't know that I thought that I was doomed to a to a compulsive overeating death in the long run or the short run. I didn't see it that way. So as people have mentioned the pain and this guy's facing some pain. So he's confronted with the skepticism, you know, um, because we are, we're learning that, you know, through the implementation of the steps, you know, something's going to change and we're going to be brought into alignment with power. Well, do we, do we really believe that? Or is that a bunch of nonsense? You know, am I going to, am I going to sort of, you know what? What is this that you guys are suggesting? That somehow my 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 problem that I perceived as food and weight, and I've got to get some more control. That I've actually got to surrender to this and form a deeper, more profound relationship with the higher power, where where I'm giving up control and and I'm going to implement these steps. And what's going to happen to me? What kind of change? Really, this is going to be a change, really. And then what am I going to become? You know, so yes, there's skepticism, and this is where we have to, I think the pain allowed me to begin to trust in the process, but that could waver. Even in the midst of program, I found myself wavering at times. Uh, you know, I think I got it. I think I can post, and, and no, that would, that would not be the case. So how wonderful it is that we have a way of life where we can implement these steps, we learn more, we live better, we do better, we serve others in the midst of Beauty, beautiful things and in the midst of calamity and challenge. What a tremendous program we have. You're not here by mistake. You are not here by mistake. That's my opinion and my belief. With that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks so much, Larry Kay from Chicago. Up next, we have Karen Kay. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, John, and thank you for your service. Uh, my name is Karen Kay from, uh, is certainly a compulsive over here from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. I've been, you know, listening to the reading and the shares, and um, I'm in a deeper awareness of what my higher power means to me because that's really the source. Um, and I look at my log and my loser list. And, and what that is for me is all the logs are like floating in water. So I go to therapy for a little while, not not knocking any of these things at all whatsoever. And I'm floating on the log and it sinks. So it doesn't work for a while. Then I'll try a diet program and 
that's a log, and, and then I eventually I'll sink into the ocean. So whatever my log was, I got like about at least 40 of them. And then I looked at my loser list, you know, like what did I lose with my inability to say stop? Uh, I lost family. I lost time. And, and what this brings me to is a deeper, deeper surrender of my first step that I've ever had before that brought me to my knees, that, that God is the source, not the sponsor, not, not even the big book, not even anything, that I need to have that relationship, and I want that relationship. My God has his arms wide open waiting for me. You know, I don't have to force it. It's not mechanical. And, you know, I'm not knocking religion, but religion was a log for me for a very, very long time. And it wasn't enough. That daily relationship with God, and I hope I don't have any more things I need to lose before, you know, um, well, you know, this disease is, is definitely progressive. It's like um, any other 12-step program I've been with, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's not about the food. It's not about whatever. It's about my compulsive behavior and my thinking that leads me to the next bite, which is in the log or on the loser list. And it's just incredible. It's just, I don't want to lose anything more is my point. And I don't want to float on any logs because God is my source and he's not a log. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York. Up next is Yvonne. Yvonne, first initial of your last name, please, and where you're calling from this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Yvonne H. calling from Germany. Um, yeah, thinking. Thinking was the word which struck me today. I am being challenged. I need to not think today because my disease wants to have me in fear today. And I'm being quite challenged by that. Um, um, what helps me a lot is I'm at work and I see God in everybody, in all my students. I teach adults and they, I see their happiness coming to the class and say, oh, that's God, that's God, so that's helping me. But I want to tell you, uh, share a testimony of God's love, God's unconditional love. Last week I had fire in my flat. My toaster was damaged. I didn't know that. <laughs> and it got fire. And I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. I was just crying and screaming, God, help me. God, help me. So that was the first part where I saw my faith, my faith to God. I just kept cry, screaming, God, help me. And I, I kept saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And like a little girl, like a little girl with her daddy. And that's how I felt. And, and the flames came, were uh, becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And came the inspiration, and that was God's interference, definitely. The inspiration came, um, ask help in the Zoom. I was in a Zoom meeting. I was in a morning prayer, Zoom, from a 12-step prayer, 12-step program. And 
okay, okay, I said. And I, I started screaming in the room, I need your help. Uh, my, my flat is burning. And um, the, one who, the guy who was leading this, he, he got me to, to do the right thing step by step, step by step, very calmly, asking questions, giving me ideas what I can do. And I was just doing what he said. And I, try, I ended up throwing this toaster in flames, of course, out of the window. And, well, it's, it uh, dropped on the garden, my neighbor's garden. Kids were not hurt. Kids were not harmed. Nothing happened. Nothing happened to me. No burning flat. And I was only so grateful, so grateful to God that he helped me through my fellows, through my 12-step fellows. This is a miracle for me. This is a miracle. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be here now. And that's my fear today because I am traumatized now. And I need to challenge this trauma. I need to challenge this fear. I need to challenge this disease because everything is okay. Everything is okay. And so I don't have to have fear, but the disease wants me to have fear. So that's my challenge today. And I'm trying not to think, but to act and to work and to be friendly with people, to be grateful, to pray, and to be with you. Thank you so much for... I'll wrap up, and I'm so grateful to be with you. And the other part is that I did not have to overeat. I did not have to eat over this catastrophe. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Yvonne H. from Germany. Up next, we have Elise and then Judith. Good morning, Elise. Good morning. Can you hear me? You can be heard. Go right ahead. Okay. Hi. Um, first of all, thank you for all your service. And yes, I believe that it really is um, much more effective if you if you reach a person after they've had a binge um, when they're feeling desperate. Or I've I've been most successful when people have approached me and asked me what I'm doing, or um, I'm in the supermarket and they're saying, I really shouldn't be buying this, but I'm buying it. Um, or, or I'm at a religious event and there's a spread of food and they're going up to it and they're feeling, and they're saying that they really shouldn't be having this and I can tell them what I did. So those are some of the times I find um, talking to people most effective um, I just wanted to talk about something else. Um, I have a lot of um, family, friends in Israel that are being drafted. They're being drafted to the front lines, and they're young boys, young young girls. And um, it's a very emotional time. I'm doing my best not to eat over it because my eating won't help it. And it's ironic that... Um, I've been working on prayer and meditation, something that I really hadn't been doing enough of. And um, that's exactly what I need to do now. And um, starting a prayer group um, in my home to, um, to, to pray for the welfare of the soldiers in Israel and to pray for my family and the other people that have lost people there. And I just felt that I needed to say that. 
So um, I'm very grateful to this program. I'm grateful that it's brought me closer to my creator and that I have a spiritual life today. And everyone should have a good day. I pass. Thank you so much, Alicia. Appreciate your share this morning. Up next, we have Judith. Judith, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from, that'd be great. Good morning, Jen. Thank you for your service. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Truly grateful to God and this fellowship for saving my life and giving me the opportunities of miracles abounding. Um, I read this paragraph earlier this morning, and God inspired, if there's room and it's time, you can share, Judith. It will be okay. And uh, I find this paragraph really a design for living, for myself in terms of my recovery, in my camaraderie with others, and my helping those who come after me who are in need of support and a hand. Um, the the points that really come to uh, give me the sense that this is a design for living is initially in the paragraph I see um, an experience giving time. I always used to say I'm a native New Yorker and I'm rushing around and blah, blah, blah. And I put it on where I live. But I think I've always rushed around to try to run away from myself because I was devastated by who I was, what I did, and how I acted towards others. And now I realize that giving myself time to slow down and be receptive and open and think about in a positive way what is being offered to me by God and by the fellowship, by my readings, and so many wonderful things. I can see that God is here to help me. The major thing for me is resonate, is that I've stopped fighting. I've ceased fighting everything and everybody because I can take that energy, which is so massive around fighting, and now bring it into the light of the day in my universal connection with spirit and with others primarily God and the fellowship and those in my life outside of the fellowship. I am never alone. This is a we program. And so here for me is a design for living. One step at a time, one day at a time, I can begin to really feel that spiritual awakening. And it's an everyday action on my part. And that's all I have to say. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Judith S.P. from Maryland. All right, we still have some time on the clock. I can take a few more people who would like to share. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, state. Um, first initial of your last name, your first name, and the state. Don't forget your name. Um, go right ahead. Carrie J. Michigan. Carrie J. I got Carrie. Who else? Stephanie R. Stephanie R.
All right, I'll take you two ladies. Barbara J. Oh, Barbara A. Okay, thanks. I'll add you, Barbara. Okay, Carrie Day, Stephanie and Barbara. Carrie, if everybody else will mute and Carrie press star one, go right ahead. Good morning. This is Carrie Day in Michigan. Thank you for your service this morning. Thank everybody that's on the line. I don't have a lot to share today, but I do want to share. I want to keep my name out there. I'm grateful. Uh, compulsive overeater in Michigan today. And everything that has been shared has really uh, been an eye-opener. It's been some things that definitely apply to me where I'm at today in my process. I'm abstinent, grateful for that, grateful to God that I do have a few 24-7s, that the food has been down. I'm working with a wonderful sponsor, a, a Vision for You sponsor. And uh, I love this big book study. Uh, it's like a class for me. And, you know, uh, as somebody always profoundly puts it, my credits don't transfer from the other program that I've been able to string a few years together uh, by the grace of God. It's all through God, for real, for real, for me. You know, my surrendering to this power that's super, super greater than me, even when I don't want to surrender, even when I want to do what I want to do. And then I think about where that's got me all my life, doing what I want to do, and I surrender yet again. So just thanks for hearing my voice this morning. Thanks for letting me get that out there. Everybody, everybody have an awesome, abstinent, recovering day. Thanks, Carrie J. from Michigan. Up next, we have Stephanie R., followed by Barbara A. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Thank you, Jen, for taking the meeting today. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to hear the shares and be able to share. Um, I'm very, right now, my food is neutral, and I'm so grateful. It's just by doing the steps and practicing the program and listening to others and doing what I need to to get that neutrality and yet my ego is attacking me from other areas because it wants me sick, sad, and most importantly, dead. And um, while I'm addressing other areas of my life and I really am practicing these principles in all my affairs, turning this over to my higher power, I know that even though my food is neutral today, my addiction is getting stronger. I'm waiting for that little crack, that little crack where I'm not focusing on my recovery to come in and, and make the food an issue again. So I'm so very grateful today that I know that God will, that as I've heard today on the line, God is so much greater than every single problem that presents in my life. And when I focus on one area, I also know God is taking care of all other areas as long as I stay close to him. And it's a spiritual program with my spiritual recovery I can address these other problems and still have my neutrality with food. So I'm so very grateful that I'm able to grow and be um, present and understand that I will get just get where God wants me to be in this life by just staying close and surrendering. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Stephanie. Are up next we have Barbara A to close us out. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Barbara calling from California, grateful, grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. I um, 
was was think, laying here and thinking, oh, I really want to get on the meeting. I really, there's got to be a message there for me today because there's been a lot going on. There's got to be a message. And of course, I didn't turn in until about 20 minutes ago and there was a message. And that message was to stop fighting, stop fighting everyone and everything. And that's really kind of developed over the past, I'd say, my 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 uh, work with this program has really began in January of this year. And over these past 10 months, this ability to realize that I've been fighting and not letting go. And that's my prayer today when I was laying here, just let me let this go. Let me stop fighting this. And the relief was evident last night. I I handed over, I spoke with my sponsor. There was some stuff that just I've been fighting for so long and not allowing God in, not allowing others to help. (laughs) That's the key. That's the key. Stop fighting and doing this by myself. Grateful, so grateful for this meeting. Grateful for your fellows, for your sharing, for your path, for your lighting the way so that I can make my way down this beautiful wide path of recovery. And thank you. And I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara A. from California. All right. Anybody want to get in for like one minute, one and a half, two minutes, share? Hi, Sheila from uh, Florida. Go ahead, Sheila from Florida. Hi. Um, this is my, well, pardon me, that's, those are my dogs. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm new here. This is my first time, and I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm going to go with my dog. Stop barking. But uh, I, I'm grateful to hear the experience. Thanks, and hope my name is Sheila. Thank you. Thanks, Sheila from Florida. If you'll stick around and hang on the line for a few more minutes, we're going to end this meeting, and then we'll be welcoming all newcomers. You can leave your name and number on the line. We'd love to reach out to you. All right. Well, Folks, I guess we'll just wrap it up for today. Um, Thank you, everyone who shared. Thank you, everyone, for listening and attending. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing today. If you want your ID for today, grab your pen. uh, Tuesday, October 10th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. The share ID is 209. That's 20,000. 729. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy C. please read A Vision for You? Thanks, Jen. Nancy C., gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.